Welcome to the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. We welcome you to episode 188 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and we're getting ever closer to episode 200. And again, as I get out and hear and talk to people, Randy, and by the way, our pastor is not here today. He's doing dealing with a touch of laryngitis. So who's here today? That's Rambling Randy is here taking over the podcast, <laughs> episode 188. Yeah, he, 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 we're excited to have him, and uh, I've never done it with Randy. Uh, we've done it like with Tommy here, but I mean yeah. me and you. So never this just is, me and you. This is kind of cool. This but, is really But cool. we also have another special guest We do. Today. We do. Mariah's here. Mariah is, uh, hey, say hey. hey. Say hey. How's it going? And um, Mariah, we're going to be talking a little bit about today uh, what we do with our college ministry, and it has to do with missions. And so I'm excited about that opportunity uh, to be able to talk about mobilizing them. But as you listen to Connecting Faith to Life, get the word out. And like I was saying earlier, uh, just talking to people and the, the experience that they have with Connecting Faith to Life, they enjoy it. They're telling their friends about it. So I just challenge you to do the same thing because your word matters. The, the ability to get out there and tell people to come, whether, come, come and join us, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or the gram or whatever it is, uh, let them know about uh, connecting faith to life. R- real quick, uh, Pastor yeah. Trey. Uh, yeah, brother. I don't know if you just saw this, but I, I, I've just posted to my Be Real account. Are you familiar with Be Real? No. Oh, you need to be real. All right, Be I'm writing it's, it down. You, you, you take a picture of whatever you're looking at. Uh huh. And then it takes a picture of you, and it posts just those two pictures. And it notifies you just once. Yeah, a day. just once a day it pops up, and and then that's the time to be real. And so I just was being real that we're in a podcast. All right. right, now, man, I like it. That's another way. Then is that what you're trying you know, to get yeah, at? Yeah, you can post it on Be Real. <laughs> be real. Post on Be Real as you listen. Hey, this would actually okay. This is cool. As you listen to the podcast. Take a picture and get it on Be Real. That's it. And say connecting faith to life. Do Help you, others to be do real. Do, yeah. Do you do you put a hash mark on it or anything? Yeah. You can you can <laughs> hash mark it, hashtag it. You can do all sorts of things. All right. Can you put that number sign thing? I don't know. Maybe. All right. Mariah doesn't even know. We'll find out. We're gonna do some research. But we're way off topic. All right. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we we we, like, we always like to do that. So we'll we'll get back to it in just a minute. Um. Anyway, well, we're, what we're here today, we're talking about missions mobilization and the impact that uh, that we all can make as we uh, determine to go out and obey the Great Commission. Uh, Jesus said, go out and make disciples. As you are going is how we say it here at Northwood, because we, we put the emphasis on make disciples, and that is so important. So, uh, Mariah, we are glad you're here and glad you're a part, and we hope you'll uh, just jump in when you want to. If we ask questions, I hope you have uh, some great input for us to help us just uh, think this thing through. So we're going to be talking about mobilizing the next generation. And uh, the exciting thing is, and I want to give a little history of the college ministry and where we started, because I remember the days when it was like 
one person in college ministry here at Northwood. So people look now, especially our newer people, and they're going, oh, this is such a college church. And I'm going, no, it wasn't always that way. It took a little bit of hard effort, didn't it, brother? That's right. It was uh, It was only six years ago, not even six years ago now, that uh, I, I stepped in. And I remember Pastor Tommy brought me on staff, and I, I wrote up my job description for college and worship. And he said, college? I was like, well, I mean, we're right there at Charleston Southern yeah, University. Yeah. Why not? And I can remember going to the first Bible study that was here at the time. They had a Bible study for, for college or young, young adults, and it was one student. Um, and uh, he's actually still here. He plays drums here at the church yeah. and, and an awesome, awesome guy. But just that one student. Yeah. And so to see what God has done, not just numerically, but just the, the, yeah. the mobilization that has taken place and the depth and the discipleship, it is really mind-blowing. And, and, and it's very humbling as well because we know it's nothing that we did as a church we were just faithful to what God had called us to do, and God has, has blessed that and is using us, I think, uh, to mobilize lots and lots of students uh, for missions. Yeah, and, and I will say, as uh, invo- my involvement in the, the student ministry has always been, uh, I, I've done that since I was here when I first started, even before I was on staff, and that's how I met Mariah, was in the student ministry, and so we also have a lot of y'all working in the student ministry. So uh, what what's, what started you there, at least uh, getting getting to work? You, do you do a discipleship group and a care group and all yeah, kinds of things? I um, get to lead senior girls in discipleship, and then I lead a 10th grade small group during just the day yeah. on youth nights. Um, and I don't do care groups, but I basically have always just loved students and college students, and I think it's just, just a strategic age in mm-hmm. someone's life to, like, impact them with the gospel. And so it's just such a joy to get to, like, walk and just a season just ahead of these students mm-hmm. and just share like how the Lord has taught me <laughs> just how to walk with him. I will say as a high school guy, I would have been, I would have literally just uh, been so ex- uh, extremely happy to have someone in the student uh, college ministry to kind of take a step down and work with the student ministry. Cause in my day neither, never did the tw- the two meet ever. You know, it was like, this is student ministry and this is college ministry. And it just wasn't a part of it, you know. So uh, I appreciate what y'all do, really do, and it makes a huge impact on our church and and our and because I really believe it's a big part of our student ministry continuing to grow. So appreciate that. Well, like I said, we're going to be talking about mobilizing the next generation, and we have had the opportunity, and maybe you can share a little bit about some of the places uh, that that we have gone, Randy, and just kind of get us filled in as to what we're already doing and what we maybe a little bit of like what we'd like to do. Yeah, so when I think about college ministry, again, I do think back to, to almost six, year ago, six years ago, we just had the one student. And one of the questions I ask is like, where do we even start? Yeah, yeah. Because it is a very daunting task. And you may be listening to the podcast and, and maybe you're at a church and you have that one or two or a handful of, of young adults or college students. And you're thinking, we'll never, we'll never be there. We'll mm-hmm. never have you know, hundreds of college students. And, and that's okay. You may say, I just, I just want to take the next step. And that's wow. what yeah. kind of question we were asking ourselves you know, six years ago is what, what is that next step? And we really realized that we just need to be present. We just need to be present on campus. We need mm-hmm. to present, be present in the lives of the students. Uh, we actually went through our roles and tried to reconnect with college-age students or that 18 to 24-year-old range of members. Their, their kids or their grandkids once came here when they were really, really young, and then they kind of left the church. And so mm-hmm. we intentionally were reaching out to those 
those people. And then on campus, uh, we have a, a campus that's really close to the church here, Charleston Southern University. We also have a community college, but we just tried to be on campus as mm-hmm. much as possible, be visible, uh, be accessible right. uh, on campus to to the students. And and that was that was huge for us just to kind of open doors uh, that were going to benefit us as we tried to disciple and mobilize students, you know, further down, you know, in the past few years. And we also felt like, I, I think, uh, part of the mission is to get our students involved in the local church. Because a lot does go on at Charleston Southern. I mean, y'all got all kinds of great opportunities to serve the Lord and other things. Yeah. So what kind of, uh, just curiosity as we talk about this, what brought you to, not Northwood in particular, but said, you know, I got to get in a church, you know, when I got here. Is that what, what made you do that? Yeah, um, my parents were always just very, and my youth pastor growing up, like we're just very influential in the local church is important. And like, if I can teach you one thing before you go to college, it's get involved in the local church. And so I knew that like going to college, like that would be a priority for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Northwood in specific was awesome because like I came to CSU in 2020 when COVID and like everything was shut down. So like right. there wasn't anything going on on campus and like most churches had no ministries really running. Um but, like, Northwood was just faithful to just, like, keep their doors open and, like, provide a space for students to just find family and find community. And so I think that was the greatest joy. And, and I just loved the church. Like, I was visiting a few churches, but my first Sunday at Northwood, like, I was like, okay, I think this is just awesome. Uh, and then I just continued to come. And so I think just being faithful to have the doors open was the biggest blessing. And that leads us to the next thing is we need to be open, huh? Yeah, I mean, it, it, and we're not just talking about like open hearts. I mean, we do need to have open hearts, open minds, but we literally just kept yeah. the doors open. Yeah, that's um, true. And we, we still have, I actually had a student that just texted me last night and said, hey, can we can we bring some girls over to play volleyball or basketball mm-hmm. on uh, this weekend? And the answer is like, yes. Yeah. The answer is always yes. Yes, we are going to open, we're going to be open and accessible um, no matter what that looks like. And yes, it is tough sometimes. You know, I've, we've, I've got a couple kids and um, a beautiful wife, and it's hard to answer those phone calls or those texts. And sometimes I get them really late at night, but I want to be accessible and be open. And that has gone a really long ways for students to know that, yes, there is there is a church that loves me and cares for me, cares wants to care for my soul well. Mm. Uh, and there's also a God who loves me. And it's opened lots of doors for some gospel conversations. Amen. Well, you you also talked uh, want to talk a little bit about being humble. Now, what are we talking about there? Do we just walk up and get on our knees and you know act humble, or what? What are we talking about? Yeah. So, so the reality is, is where we're at here in North Charleston. There there are lots of gospel preaching churches mm-hmm. that are faithful. They that, really are that are doing a wonderful wonderful job. Uh, CSU, um, many of their ministries oh, yeah. and campus ministries that are there, um, they're, they're doing a great job. They're connecting with students. They're disciple, discipling students. And so for me, I, I realized I needed to be humble very, very quickly uh, and not to think that Northwood had the only thing there was. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed to, to be praying for other ministries. Amen. I needed to be praying for other churches and, and celebrate when, when students are getting plugged in with those those ministries. Now it does co- cut both ways because there are there are some organizations. There's uh, there's churches that maybe don't faithfully preach God's word like what we would want. And right. so I am careful to give them fair warning, like, hey, just know going in that this is what you should be looking for, right? And hope that they will find a church that will connect with them well and will help them grow in their walk with Christ. Uh, but being humble and and that kind of goes also with being kingdom minded. Yeah, it's not about us, right? We this is this is a kingdom thing that we're doing together, and 
and there's also a capacity issue. We we can't handle all exactly. the students at CSU. Yeah. We literally don't have the seats. Uh, we don't have the capacity. We don't have the people to be able to pour and minister to them uh, adequately. So we need others. We need other churches. We need other um, gospel-centered mm-hmm. groups to come alongside, and, and let's do this thing together. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that is such a big uh, key to what we want to do. We understand. Uh, I, I pray, and we continue to pray, that Northwood would be that kind of a kingdom-minded church as we invest in other other lives as well. And uh, just some of the things that we've done have been, uh, when, when, for instance, in COVID, I remember uh, we actually opened our doors to things that CSU was not allowed to do, or that's probably not the right word, but you know, they, they were very restrictive maybe is a better word. And so we said, hey, we'll do it here at our facility. And uh, so we did. And so that, that wasn't about, and so we brought a bunch of kids here that probably many of them never came back, but they would come for those things. And so we, we understood the, the concept. And then we've had guys go on mission trips with us. I know for sure talking about mobilization in Boston that were not members of our church. And we said, Hey, listen, yeah, you're welcome to go and be a part. You know, we're excited about that opportunity. So that's the kingdom minded thing that I think we've got to always stay focused on. It's not just about us. It's about the kingdom of God. And I, I think it's interesting because I think this generation uh, that is in college right now kind of longs to see that that collaborative yeah. effort. I, I don't know, Mariah. When you when you think about you know partnering with others uh, for for missions and for the kingdom, um, what what do you find helpful there? Uh, what have you seen kind of lived out here in the Charleston area since you've been here? Yeah, I think that Northwood does a great job in. Like, I've, I've had students who, like, don't necessarily go to Northwood but have maybe visited and just, like, been a part of certain things. And, like, I, like I've like i had someone tell me, like, man, I just really love the church you go to because, like, regardless of, like, if I end up there or not, like, I know they just want the best for me and they want to see me grow in the Lord and be on mission. And so I think in thinking of partnering with churches, like, it is such a big priority because there is just one mission and there is just one, like, purpose that we all serve. And so I think a lot of times – even as college students, I think it can become so easy, um, uh, even on our campus, to just be like, oh, well, you go to this church, so you do that, and I go to this church, so we do this, and it's just, um, I think it's just important to remember, like, we all have the same mission. And, That's like, right. We're all just trying to do the same things, and so um, I right. think Northwood does a great job of that. Amen. Thank you, sister. Well, let's, uh, we're talking about starting, but now let's talk about how we, how we kind of shepherd these uh, college students and get them to where they need to be, so... Uh, get us going on that, and where are we going with that? Yeah, so it's actually been uh, quite challenging, in particular this past year. Uh, when I first started, it's really easy to care for one, right? I can I can spend a lot of time investing in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can shepherd that one well. But then it goes from one to, say, eight or ten. Yeah. It's still fairly easy. You can, you can shepherd. You can text. You can phone call. You can go uh, have coffee. You can really pour into them well. Um, but then the numbers continue to grow. And I think partly because we were shepherding well, and also because I think we were just about the mission and vision uh, of the church, mm-hmm. uh, that students were, were coming around. And then, then it became a, a kind of a, a challenge because once it hit 40 or 50 and above, it, it's much more difficult for one person to mm-hmm. care for yes. all of those people well. And so we started... Um, not only just being available for the masses, they could reach out. They they've got cell phone numbers for the staff. They've got they know how that they can call the church. They can they can they can find us, and we we will meet them where available. But also just to provide general care for them. Uh, so we started a, a care group ministry. Yeah. 
That was, it still yeah. is amazing when I look at that board, how many care groups are going on. I have this massive on. board yeah. in my office. We've got 24, 25 yeah. care groups. Uh, we have a couple more that we need to actually start. And there, there's a lot of, it's messy. I mean, it really is because <laughs> what happens in ministry it, a lot of times is, let is me just say messy. that. Yeah. And, it, you know, college ministry, um, probably more so than most other ministries is sort of a re- revolving door because you've got relationships, you've got friend groups. And so you'll have a group that comes and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore. And they've, they started going to another church, which again, it, being humble and realizing this is a kingdom, you know, being kingdom minded is a kingdom thing. I'm not worried about that, mm. but I want to make sure we're not letting, letting people, you know, go out yeah, the back door. And so we, we try to connect with as many students as we can mm-hmm. collect basic information so we can put them into what we call care groups. And so it's usually a student uh, that has six to eight students underneath them. Wow. And they have a very, very simple job. And it's, this is a great way for, uh, to teach them basic care for people. Mm-hmm. It's a very good soft skill to have in life. And that is make two connections per month. Yeah. Phone call, text, maybe in person. This isn't a small group. You're not supposed to teach some class. Right. You're just connecting with individuals. And it is a, is a, it is a ministry that we have seen lots of fruit from. Uh, we have big prayer requests that come through those care groups. We have people that have not been to church in years, but we put them in a care group because they're the grandchild of someone here that's mm-hmm. a member of the church. And lo and behold, they show up one week yeah, yeah. or they'll call us one week. We've actually had a student that walked in randomly after being cared for, for almost an entire year, wow. stepped in on a Wednesday night and accepted Christ. Amen. Wow. So that's it, the big deal. Yeah. Just wow. providing basic care has been, has been super, super helpful uh, to, to shepherd well the people that God has brought to, to Northwood. Yeah. Because we are, you know, we have as one of our priorities here at church to make disciples, we go beyond the care though, don't we? So how how does that tie in with the college ministry? Yeah. So once, once they come, we're providing basic care. And again, we're constantly uh, changing and updating those who, who are, are plugging in at Northwood, those who are plugging in with other churches. We've kind of firmed up that. Then we're going to start to challenge them to, uh, to be discipled. Right, so you've probably heard uh, Pastor Tommy and, and Pastor Trey several times. Our four E's here at Northwood yeah. to encounter God, experience biblical community, equip to make disciples, and engage the world. So we want to get them plugged into the life of the church uh, to encounter God, and hopefully get them into a small group, whether here or on campus. But then it's like we we want you to be discipled because mm-hmm. we want you to be a disciple who makes disciples. And so we have close to a hundred students uh, that have gone through discipleship or are currently going through discipleship that are also, uh, many of them are also discipling others. And we've seen a lot of our students plug in with, uh, with high school or middle school and discipling them. We've got, we've got a lot of students who are discipling other college mm-hmm. students, which is incredible. We've got students that are leading other students to, to faith and then immediately starting to disciple them. Yeah. And that's exactly what we want because that's right. what the Bible says. Right. Uh, so it's been neat, and, and we've seen that even in Mariah's life. She's she's done that. Would you would you be willing to share just a minute or or so about your experience of being discipled and then making disciples? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever like like the way Northwood does discipleship, and I had never really seen that modeled biblically in a church ever until I got to college. Um, in this capacity of intentionality, and so. I have loved my discipleship group and um, just grown so much with them. But then also to then be able to turn around and, like, I disciple two girls individually for the past um, two or so years that I've been on campus. Um, and then the high school girls that I disciple here at Northwood. But um, it's just the sweetest thing to watch people go from, like, zero knowledge of yeah. even how to study the Bible. And I was discipling one girl on campus this past semester. And, like, 
after meeting with her for like two weeks, she just had really like interesting theology or just thoughts and questions. Um, and I realized like she had never really come to know the Lord. So we just really talked about the gospel for about three months. Like we wow. just sat and we'd meet every week and really just talk about the gospel and who Jesus was, what that meant. Um, and eventually she's like, I'm right. I don't think I've ever actually like given my life to the Lord. And so I was like, okay, like, have you counted the cost? Like, do you want to do this? And so, um, she actually gave her life to Christ at the end of last semester. Um, and it's just the sweetest thing to watch the new life she's found in the Lord and like how joyful she is. And it's just the sweetest thing. So, and, and she has the desire now to go make disciples. She was like, I want you to prepare me to do this to someone. And that's just such a joy. That's big. Amen. And I guess that kind of leads to develop, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Discipleship is uh, is is awesome, um, but it's not a one time thing. It is right. a continual process. But we're also developing. We're giving we're giving students opportunities to not only be discipled, but to make disciples, but also plug into the life yeah, of the church, exactly. use their gifts and their talents and their abilities to serve the local body, uh, but also developing leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and listen, we, we are not leadership gurus here. There are, there are people that are far more knowledgeable and capable than we are here at Northwood. But I think we do, I think we do a good job because we're faithful to the word of God. Yeah, Amen. and we're faithful just to spend time and be accessible, be available, and actually intentionally develop students mm-hmm. that are that are wanting to be developed. Uh, we say a lot, run with the runners. Uh, so yeah. those that want to run, we'll, we'll run alongside you as fast as you're willing to go. And if you're not ready to run, that's okay too. We're going to care for you well, and we're going to have those opportunities for you to step in and be discipled. But whenever you're ready to run, you let us know because we'll we'll run as fast as you want to go. And so I think about the young men. Uh, that uh, that we've gone have gone through our preaching lab. Yeah, that yeah. Pastor Tommy that's leads. incredible. Uh, I think about our interns, mm-hmm. guys and girls alike, that have stepped into ministry uh, and and done a hundred plus hours per semester, mm-hmm. just interning under different areas of ministry and and getting that experience. Whether or not they feel called to full time. A vocational ministry, they're getting that experience of what it looks like to, to serve the body and, and to serve it in a vocational um, a job. Um, and so there's a development issue uh, that that we, we feel like we are responsible not only to disciple, but also to develop them in their walk with Christ and, and how they serve the local body, which really uh, leads to, you know, what happens yeah. when we disciple and develop and that's deploy yeah we send them we send them out we again we don't want to keep all the students here now yes it is amazing when we have students that graduate and they're like we love csu or we love charleston we love northwood we're going to stay here we're going to get a job here but we want to send students Mm -hmm. and we want to send them well we want to send them uh, and they're equipped they've been discipled they've been developed and now we can send them out well and again back to what we talked about earlier kingdom-minded being humble, it's really not about us. We we are probably just a very small part of that that story for them, and mm-hmm. those that are being deployed. But we want to steward that well, and we want to be able to st- send out students well. And so when we think, when I think about that, I think about students like Mariah. I think about students that are going out during the summers. They're mm-hmm. serving on mission, and God is, is starting to cultivate within them this desire, uh, this overwhelming desire for gospel advancement. Um, and so I, I, don't, I, I would like to just kind of hear, I'll let you hear from Mariah kind of what God has done in her life over the past couple of years and what God is about to do here in the very near future for her. Yeah, so I have always just really loved the Lord um, for a couple of years now. Um, but in college last summer, I decided to just 
spend my summer and go um, work with an organization called GenSend. It's through the North American Mission Board, and it's awesome. Um, she said GenSend, and that is the word G-E-N, send. I just want to be clear because some people yes. think we're saying send. S E N D. So, and then, uh, yeah, and then it's the North American Mission Board, which is a part of our mission sending uh, organization that works inside of uh, what we are as Southern Baptist churches. So, go ahead. Yeah. So, I um, decided, I was like, all right, let me just apply. Let me think through where I want to go. And the guy who started it, Steve Turner, he came to CSU and he told me, in thinking of where city I should go, he was just like, go somewhere you can picture yourself living. So, I knew somewhere out west. I've always been, had a desire to go out west. And so, I was like, all right, let's try Utah. So didn't really know much about it. He told me Utah is kind of a mix of like Stephen King meets Cracker Barrel. And I was like, sounds good. I'm here <laughs> for good, it. Like, good let's description. Do it. Um, it really was. But um, I, I spent my summer out there, eight weeks. Um, and I just got to work alongside church plants and really learn a lot of evangelism skills um, and a lot of team dynamics and whatnot. And it just changed my life. And I fell in love with just evangelism. And the Lord just broke my heart that there is a world of people who have just never heard the gospel and we get to play a role in that. We just simply just get to be vessels and just get to be open and it just changed my life. So I came back to CSU this past semester, um, in this past final year and I've just gotten to just encourage students and mobilize other students and build them up in just, Hey, this is actually a thing that you can do in living mm-hmm. on mission. And, um, I graduate this May and then I'm just turning around and I'm taking a team from CSU to do GenSend this summer again in Utah, and then I'll just live out there permanently, um, working alongside church plants and living on mission strategically just daily. Um, so that's kind of where I'm heading, and it's just all That's the exciting. That really is exciting. So, you know, what? That's, that's, that's what we want to do. I mean, it sounds almost counterproductive. You know, we get somebody like you in here that is investing in this church, and then we say, see ya, you know, and I don't mean in a negative way. I'm yeah. saying we, no. we send. And so that is what mobilization is about, isn't it? So that's that's the opportunity that we have, and it's what we're doing now, and uh, and we want to continue to do. That's right. Yeah, you know, one of the questions you might be asking is when when do we go about this? If if we're starting well with connecting with the next generation and we're trying to shepherd them well, when when is the time to mobilize? When is the time to send? And and really the answer is always now. You always want to be sending. You always want to be giving the opportunity to to send students out on mission. And, and see what God does. Uh, and, and where do you send them? You send them everywhere. Uh, it, it's interesting because we've got students that are literally all across the world yeah. every summer. Um, and we, I love that because mm-hmm. they're not just going to one particular location. Yes, Mariah's taking a team to Utah, but we're going to have a team in L.A. We have several students in L.A. We've got one that's going to Colorado. I think we have some up, up north. we got one in Canada. I think we had one that just applied for a summer-long mission in, in Africa. Mm-hmm. We had some um, medical missions that were all across the world last summer. We sent about 40 students. and what, We didn't. Again, kingdom work, right? Yeah, kingdom but, work. But we had 40 students from the, the Northwood family that went out, and we're hoping to see closer to 100 students this summer. We're, we're even taking people's a spring break this year and sending them to one of our inner cities, uh, Boston, and uh, they're going to do work up there as well. So, I mean, we're using every opportunity we have to get the gospel out and mobilize mobilize people that have the energy and people that have the desire to go out there and make a difference. I almost feel like a a matchmaker. Like we as a church are matchmakers. We're trying to (laughs) pair students. That's a good way to say it, yeah. And CSU does the same thing. They bring in people that that they're just playing matchmaker, which I think is great. Again, kingdom work, kingdom-minded. 
We're just trying to say, hey, I thought about this particular set of opportunities for you. Maybe here, just here, think about these. So maybe it's a camp. Maybe you're going uh, to serve at a boys' camp or girls' camp, mm-hmm. or uh, maybe you're going to Jensend or through the the state convention, or or maybe you're going on something with another uh, sending organization. But we're just trying to to play matchmaker with as many students as we possibly possibly can because here's the thing we know what's going to happen when those students come back at the end of the summer they are going to be on fire amen for jesus and that's what we saw with mariah and several other students they came back from their summer and they were on a whole nother level of on fire for jesus they were wanting to go and share the gospel like crazy disciple like crazy and that's very exciting uh and it also creates a challenge uh, because when you get so many students who come back and they're sharing the gospel like crazy and they're mobilizing students like crazy, then exponentially more students are going to come to faith and want to go on mission. Yeah. And that is a great thing, but it's also a challenge because we want to still provide support, care, disciple them well, develop them well, and deploy them well. And so one of the questions we're actually asking as a church right now is how, how are we going to structurally support these students, mm-hmm. this growing number of students that are, that are wanting to go on mission? Um, and it's just a really fun question to ask. Yeah. Uh, to think of how, how we as a church. So like one of the things we're doing is this summer, like any student that goes on mission this summer, we're giving, we're giving them a scholarship. Wow. That's it's awesome. a small scholarship, but it's a scholarship that's going to help alleviate the cost. Yeah. But now we're, you know, because of Mariah and other students that are thinking about what happens after graduation, I want to go serve um, a, a, a local church body vocationally or, or not vocationally. Yeah. I want to move for, for two years or more, and I want to serve on mission in a, in a city that needs um, people who are on fire for Christ. Uh, one of the questions we're asking now is how do we support them well? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're already supporting missionaries uh, through our giving here at the church, mm-hmm. uh, we're serving. You know, we're supporting students that are going during the summer. But what about those students that are wanting to go serve for two or three years yeah. in a sin city? So, fun questions to ask. This is a great place to be. Uh, I mean, there are challenges, as we know. There's always going to be challenges, and uh, when you decide to go overseas or in this country and do the mission work that God has called us to do and mobilize, there's always going to be challenges. But the good news is is that we are hoping that we can be, like as you said, just somewhere fit in there to help mobilize our, our college students to get out there and get the job done because it's going to impact you for the rest of your life, Mariah. Well, I have Anything one more you question. want to finish up? Yes, one, ma'am. One more yes, question sir. from Mariah just as we're closing. What is what is, or maybe two or three ways that – the church or those who are listening can support students that are in your very same place that, that have a, have a heart for missions, have a heart for evangelism and discipleship. How can we best support and pray uh, for students just like you? Um, I think just like knowing that there's people who are intentionally praying for me or like if I send names, like I remember it was such an encouragement this summer, like whenever I could just text like you or some of the other staff and just say like, listen, like here's, three names like these are people who like are just asking a lot of questions and to know that like you guys really would stop what you're doing and pray for those people right then and there like that's just the biggest encouragement um and just my heart is breaking for these people and like to know that there's a church that also supports and like is praying and their heart is broken for these people that I just get to love and just get to be in their life um is such a great joy um I think that really is the biggest 
way um, or just being intentional to just say like, how can I prefer to reach out in that regard or mm-hmm. in care groups? Just because I think, and specifically like for me going to Utah, like there's just fewer Christians there. Like there just is, and especially people my age. And, and so a lot of the people who are believers, there will be like church staff and families and they're awesome. And I love them and I'm so excited to work with them. But I think knowing that there's a church of college students, but also staff that just also supports me and loves me um, is just it's just a comfort to know there's a family in the body of Christ and it's the greatest joy. Amen. Amen. Well, Mariah, it's been a pleasure to have you here and we, we're excited about what God is going to use you for. Randy, Ramblin' Randy, we appreciate you coming and being a part two. And, and always uh, a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't, we're always discussing who is the most, uh, uh, used guest, uh, host. And I don't know if it's you or Logan. It's one or the other. I though, think so. Logan's still got the lead. He's still got the lead. After okay. this week, I'm pretty sure I'm taking over the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess you hear that pastor Tommy. We look forward to having you back. So, uh, get well. <laughs> Thank you. And that is Scott, our engineer, and he's over there keeping, keeping it real brother. Thank you. Um, anyway, Thank you so much for being a part, and as God uses you, I pray that uh, you'll say, how can I mobilize? If these college students are doing then how can I mobilize and get on the mission field and begin to make a difference and intentionally support our our college students as well? So as you uh, do that, I want you to go out and subscribe to the podcast and also favorite it. It helps us get the word out, and uh, we look forward to God using us on uh, the opportunity to on this podcast to connect faith to life.